they always tell you that as long as your credit utilization is underneath 30%, then you'll be okay, right? Meaning if you have a $1,000 limit, as long as it's under 300, the balance under 300, that you'll be okay. Technically, yeah, right? Technically. But the reason why you never want to carry a balance is because, listen, life throws curveballs. And it only takes one before you start circling downwards very quickly. One moment you may have had the money and the next you have to spend it. And now you're carrying all these balances on these credit cards and it starts adding up very quickly. The journey to wealth is a long walk and some may walk quicker than others, but what good is sprinting to the finish line if you pass out when you cross it? On Walk to Wealth, we enlighten and empower young adults to build wealthy, abundant lives. They say the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, and your first step starts right now. This is Walk to Wealth with your host, John Mendez. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Walk to Wealth podcast. If you're tuning in on YouTube or any of the podcast directories, make sure to do yourself one teeny tiny little favor and make sure to give us a follow so you don't miss out on any of the amazing episodes I got coming on this year. So without further ado, let's get right into this one. If you've seen the last episode in the series, then you would have heard my best tips for getting into the points and miles travel hacking game. Again, when I say points and miles, I mean like for travel, right? Because a lot of trash credit cards out there that give you points. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like when you really start getting into the travel hacking and travel transferring out points and travel partners and elite status and all that stuff. That's what I mean when I talk about the points and miles game. So I was giving you guys my best tips for that. And now for this fin- final episode, I'm going to be talking about credit card misconceptions. Now, I know in the last episode, I mentioned one of my first hot, hot takes was to never, ever, ever, ever get a store card. So misconception number one, a lot of people think that store cards are great options to start building your credit and start getting into the credit card game, especially because when you're shopping at a store you like, usually they offer it to you and they'll give you some discounts back or rewards back or something like that. Or you'll save like 50% off your first purchase and you're already there spending 200 bucks. You could save $100, right? So you're making, saving money. And I would highly stay away from credit cards, that store credit cards. The reason being is that they don't really provide any real benefit. Like, How many times do you shop at the store that you are getting a credit card, um, a store credit card at? Now, let's say you shop at it a lot. Even still, you're going to be restricted with the way you can use the points. Usually, the points are only redeemable within that store or within that chain of stores, right? So now you can't transfer out to travel partners. Like with points, let's say I have my Chase Freedom Flex card. I can use those points for travel. Right, and the Chase Travel Partner and Portal. I can use that points for cash back. I can use that points to buy uh, discount uh, gift cards. I can use that points for so many different things. Right, and on top of that, there's so many points back, different um, so many different points back percentages and markers, or whatever, uh, multipliers or whatever. And there's so many other like bonus percentage uh, points back off. Like, for example, with Chase, I transfer my Chase points to Marriott. And Marriott matched me up to 50% of the points that I met, that I sent over. Sent over 100,000 points. They gave me an additional, they matched 50,000 points just for like literally, I guess, promotion, right? So you, you're not doing that with store credit cards. So there's that. There's usually no upgrade or downgrade options. So if you do have a paid uh, store credit card, like with an annual fee, 
there's usually no way out of it. And as I said, closing your credit card can be damaging to your credit score. So I would just stay away from them entirely. Um, on top of that, it also, the last thing I hate about store credit cards is that it encourages bad spending habits. Because if you know you're not going to really use a card that, that, that much, then you're going to want to make use of it because you have it. Like, oh, I'm driving my old Navy. I got the car. Let me see what, you know, bonuses and gifts and benefits they got in the store. And then you'll be spending more than you need to. That's the, the main misconception of store credit cards. They're not actually good for you. Stay away. Big red flag. You know, do not get engaged with them. And the second misconception I always hear is that carrying a balance helps build your credit score. Now, I don't care whether that's true or not. I'm going to tell you what I think. And what I think is that that is cap, right? The reason being is because carrying a balance, think of it. They always tell you that as long as your credit utilization is underneath 30%, then you'll be okay, right? Meaning if you have a $1,000 limit, as long as it's under 300, the balance under 300, that you'll be okay. So technically, yeah, right? Technically. And some people say as long as you have under 10%, you'll be okay. Then it's like technically, yeah. But the reason why you never want to carry a balance is because, listen, life throws curveballs. And it only takes one before you start circling downwards very quickly. And one moment you may have had the money and the next you have to spend it. And now you're carrying all these balances on these credit cards. And let's say you're getting really into the travel hacking space and you got a $100 balance with this card and another $500 balance with that card and you know $200 balance with this card and $100. And it starts adding up very quickly. Although they're not crazy, crazy high individually, $500 is kind of a lot depending on who you ask. It's like, as you start getting these more cards and they all have balances and they're all under 30%, it starts adding up really quickly. And then eventually you won't be able to pay it back, right? So make sure you don't ever carry a balance. You want to make sure you pay it back in full, right? Always, always, always. I don't care what anyone tells you, right? You can build your credit score paying your cards off in full. That's what I did. My credit score is absolutely amazing. So you don't have to carry a balance to build a credit score, right? The next big misconception is that you have to find the best interest rate on credit cards. Now, here's why that is a myth. If you follow the John Mendez method of paying your cards back in full all the time, well, then you're never going to have a balance. And if you never have a balance, you never have any interest. Interest doesn't exist when you don't have a balance. And if you're using your credit card responsibly, you'll never have a balance. So there's no, I don't look at APRs. I don't know what my APR is on any single card at all whatsoever, right? And I told you in the last episode, make sure you have a, uh, a, a solid financial savings of at least three months, preferably six for this exact reason. For one month, in case you don't have it with your regular income, you can take from your savings and pay it off in full, right? Never, ever hold a balance. And if you never hold a balance, then interest becomes irrelevant, right? And if you can't buy it twice, don't buy it once, right? So interest rates, you don't have not have to look for the best interest rate. It is a complete myth. I don't ever check it out, but hey, that's just me. That is just me. And then the last misconception is that the only important date that you need to know is the payment due date. 
That is false. So there's two important dates that you need to know. There's a payment due date, right? And there's the closing date. So the payment due date is when your minimum monthly payment is required, right? So let's say or you have to pay 40 bucks, right? On the 7th. If you don't pay that 40 bucks on the 7th, you will then include a late fee. Now, there's ways to go about getting that taken off, right? This is a topic for another episode, right? Um, but you will include a late fee and then now show up on your credit report, which is not a good look because payment history is one of the biggest, I guess, chunks that makes up your credit score. So, right, so payment due date, that's that's what that is, right? When you have to pay the minimum. The payment close, uh, not the payment closing date, the closing date is when they actually close off for that statement, right? That monthly statement and send it over to the credit bureaus. So let's say you pay off, you have a balance right now of a thousand, right? And now you pay off a thousand on the seventh. Usually your closing date is three days after, right? So let's say the temp is my closing date, right? But on the ninth, I say I put on another thousand dollar spend, right? And then on the closing day on the 10th, although I paid my card off in full originally by the payment date, on the 9th, right, I made another thousand dollar expense. And let's say that payment gets processed. Then on the 10th, when the statement closes and it gets sent out, I'm going to, it's going to show that I have a balance of a thousand dollars, right? And let's say my credit limit is, let's say 1200. That's virtually my entire credit utilization right there. So that's going to negatively affect my score. So you got to be very careful as to when you're using your card around the payment date and the closing date, because you could very much pay your card off in full. And then the next day, run up another biggest expense. And then when the closing date comes, then it gets sent out and you have a high balance. So be very careful, very mindful as to when your payment date is and when your closing date is and making any transaction in between those dates, right? And so those are some just quick misconceptions that I wanted to make sure I hit in this credit card series. Make sure if you like this series, you're going to love the next one because I'm going to see talking about how I got into personal development, how I started investing in me, how I started learning about myself and growing as a person, growing spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, the whole nine yards, a full circle because health is more than just the monetary side of things. I mean, wealth is more than just the monetary side of things. Wealth is about abundance in all your areas of life. So that is it for this series. Thank you guys so much. And you're going to love the next series. I'm about to get really deep in self. If you like self-reflection, if you're a deep thinker, if you're looking to grow and expand, if you're looking to, if you've been kind of stuck in a rut and you need to push the needle forward, but just haven't been able to, this next series I'm about to share with you guys about how I got into personal development is going to really Light that fire underneath you guys and help you start growing. So thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you guys in the next series. You've now finished taking the first step. Now let us help you take the next one. Subscribe to our newsletter at walktowealth.com. That's walk2wealth.com so we can keep you moving on your journey. We'll see you on the next episode of Walk to Wealth with John Mendez.